Not a single one of his myriad sensations, wrote Virginia Woolf of Elizabeth Barrett Browning's Cocker Spaniel, Flush, ever submitted itself to the deformity of words. Maybe they remind us, in this way, of our own origins, when our bodies were not yet assumed into the world of speech. Then we could experience wordlessly, which must at once be a painful thing and a strange joy, a pure kind of engagement that adults never know again. Can it even be called painful or a joy if the infant who is feeling those things has no terms for them, only the uninterpreted life of emotion and sensation? We suffer a loss, leaving the physical world for the world of words, even though we gain our personhood in the process. Love for a wordless creature, once it takes hold, is an enchantment. And the enchanted speak famously in private mutterings, cryptic riddles, or gibberish. This is why I shouldn't be writing anything to do with the two dogs who have been such presences for sixteen years of my life. How on earth could I stand at the requisite distance to say anything that might matter? Last month, 5,000 people died here in New York. The ruins of the towers in which, with which, they fell smolder still. I wrote these words in October of 2001. The dead had not yet been properly counted. It was impossible to find the bodies, and the lists of the missing were unclear. When the wind is right, Chelsea fills with a smell of burning plastic as if somewhere down in the rubble thousands and thousands of computers were slowly, poisonously burning, along with fluorescent tubes and industrial carpeting and the atomized pieces of corporate art that lined the reception room walls. My friends in other cities speak about the new war, the roots of this atrocity, and its relationship to other atrocities around the globe. They worry over the notion of evil, whether it's a reality or a concept with no use in the public sphere. I understand that such things matter, but for me, they're nothing but air. I can't stop seeing the whitened boots of the rescue workers trudging back uptown or sitting beside me on the subway benches. Their battered leather and shoelaces, cuffs and ankles are covered with a thick powder composed of atomized concrete the pulverized stuff of two hundred floors of offices, desk chairs, files, coffee cups, commingled with the stuff of human bodies, reduced to creamy ash. The rubble trucks rumble up 8th Avenue, uncovered. The white grit blows out in troubled eddies, and snow gusts and coats our faces and hair. Somewhere in that dust are the Adams of Graham, a man I knew a little, and saw last at the end of summer, when he was laughing on the street, his tattooed arms flashing in the sun. With the world in such a state, isn't it arrogance or blind self-absorption to write about your dogs? Yes and no. Just as my friends' generalizations about the political situation mean little to me now because they are abstract, so it is hard to apprehend 5,000 deaths. The sheer multiplicity of human lives lost makes the fact of those losses ungraspable. The collective may be almost impossible to apprehend, but the individual loss is vital, irreducible. It has the factual character of a single body and that body's absence. That is why New York is full of posters, 
Images of the dead, left up, even pasted onto more subway walls and lampposts and mailboxes than before, long after it's possible that anyone living will be found in the rubble. We need to see the faces, look at them one at a time, and absorb whatever bit of detail we're offered, the characterizing information that begins to form a picture of a life, a scar, a titanium plate mending a broken bone, a birthmark starring a hip. What was hidden a month ago is now the displayed marker of individuality. We need them to look at us and make themselves real. And every death is like that, isn't it? We use the singular to approach the numberless. The local provides a means to imagine the whole. A student of mine lost his brother a year ago to a drunk driver. After the towers fell, he found himself almost obsessively imagining how it must have been for individuals there.